0: Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Eddie and his amazing friends, hero HeroCast. Uh, this week, friend of the week, same as last week, it is Simon Cotton at SGC Speaks on X, or myself, EC underscore Hero, or EddieC85, and then Instagram is EC HeroCast. This week, we are doing joker from 2019 how are you today
1: i'm doing really really good It's not always usually when i come on the show i'm usually talking about a good movie and then follow up with a bad movie this is one of those few times where i'm following up a good movie with honestly what i would consider still a pretty good movie
0: yeah i would agree i mean This was, uh, yeah, like I said, this came out, let's see, 2019, uh, believe it was October, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, October 4th, 2019. So with that, we got to open up our time capsule. Let's see. Uh, man. All right, uh, champions at the time. <laughs> the WWE champion, Brock Lesnar. Of course he was. Well, this was the day of the Brock Lesnar-Kofi match. <laughs> we, all oh,
1: love, God.
0: we all love that one. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the premiere of Friday Night SmackDown. This is the same night Joker debuted. So that's fun. Uh, The Universal Champion, still Seth Rollins, but he had lost it to Lesnar and then won it back since then. So Lesnar all over the title picture this 2019. Uh, NXT Champion, Adam Cole. Raw Women's and SmackDown Women's still Becky. NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. New belt alert. AEW Champion. First time. Chris Jericho, and the AEW Women's Champion, Riho, and the IWGP Champion is still Okada. Number one song, this uh, person's in the news, not for the right reasons, is Truth Hurts by Lizzo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: Are you having the hot time dogs? time caps is
1: always interesting. Uh, it always is. Uh, no, nope. I know I'm not. Bananas neither.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no hot dogs for
0: dinner, yeah. Yeah, I was at the state fair of the weekend. Did not, uh, did not have a hot dog. So, I guess Lizzo's dancers did, though. So, hey. Um, as for me, maybe the most important time capsule of them all. I thought of this podcast around the fall of 2019. I was, what? How did I come up with it? Oh, I think it was, um, it was a friend of mine who was asking if he should watch all the Marvel movies in chronological order or the order they were released. And I said, just do the order they were released. That's how everybody watched them. And then I thought, man, that'd be fun to review all of them. And then I thought, well, why stop there? Why not do DC? And then I said, well, why stop there? Why not do everything? And now we started from Superman 79, and now we're up to Joker. And the question I got asked the most, are you going to do Blank Man? which we have. So yeah, that's, uh, that was, we're, we're approaching real time or, uh, not real time. We're approaching podcast time. So I don't know if you have any memories of Halloween of 2019 or around then.
1: Actually quite a few. Um, this is a movie. I went to go see twice in theaters, which as those of you know, who've heard me on, that's always a sign. I really enjoy a film. Um, also, uh, this is back when I was single, so I went on two different dates to go see this movie. Oh, the I first mean, one didn't. <laughs> the first one didn't work out, but the second date uh, uh, is, is who my ended up being my girlfriend since then. So definitely some good came out of that.
0: Yeah, hey, you have to owe it all to the Joker. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, history with the movie. I saw it in theater with a friend of mine that uh, we had worked at the casino together. Uh, There was not a mass shooting at the theater, even though every news channel was, like, predicting one, which uh, was a weird thing to predict. But, yeah, I don't know if you remember
1: that. (laughs) Actually, I do. And at the time, I kind of understood, given this history and the context from the 2012 showing of The Dark Knight Rises – but what's interesting to consider about that is the fact that the person who ended up shooting people, um, was it a shooting or a bo- was it an actual bombing? I'm, I'm pretty, Point B, point, whichever one it was, people died. Um, that wasn't, uh, the character focused on in that movie was uh, Bane when, when it happened in 2012. Yeah. The movie that did feature the Joker before then was 2016 Suicide Squad a movie with the name suicide in the name and nothing happened to people in theaters. So it's curious as to why they, why they fixated so much on this movie in particular.
0: Yeah, I think they were, I don't know. I feel like it's like, Oh, it deals with mental health and all this. And it's like, you know, any movies that come out that are just like this. I mean, not just like this, but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of movies that deal with uh, people having mental breakdowns, and Joaquin Phoenix has been in others, so, um, I feel like her, wasn't he like, didn't he have a mental freak out in her? I know he was like dating, list... he was dating his Alexa or something, and
1: he definitely had some issues, it's on my list of movies to watch, but uh, yeah, he he had a relation. he was having a relationship with some AI or something, definitely yeah. nothing uh, normal.
0: Or better, yeah, Robert De Niro. I mean, how many gangster movies has he been in?
1: <laughs> A uh, lot.
0: Yeah. He's been in so many, he killed someone. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the order. The person he killed in... I'm, I'll probably screw this up. The person he killed in Goodfellas killed him in Casino. I think that's accurate. <laughs> that's how many movies he's been in, so... Um... Yeah, did not deter many people either. Budget of $55 million. I suspect it was probably higher. Box office $1.074 billion. So nobody was scared off by the the threat of a shooter. It was a gross $1.019 billion, $1.216 with inflation. That's number seven on the list. Right below Incredibles 2 and right above Iron Man 3. So Joker knocking out Tony Stark out of his spot.
1: You know, there's something funny as we as we look to the future with DC movies and the cinematic universes they're attempting to build. It's something really funny about Joker and another Batman related project that came out a few years later, both making significantly more money than the vast majority of the DC EU movies that were, that would be released from this point onward. And a few prior to actually most prior to.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like Batman is, uh, or, or Batman, uh, Batman adjacent is pretty solid when it comes to box office, but the rest of DC has not really figured it out. I don't know. Maybe DC should just, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I will say, I was thinking about this. Is there any other villain that you could base a movie on and not even feature the hero? And by all accounts, the sequel, which is comes out next year, I hope, with the strike, I don't know. But the sequel, by all accounts, also does not feature the hero. I don't know if there's any other movie villain you could do that with.
1: Um, And be effective? Probably not. Well... Let's just think about DCs for a second. I think you might be able to get away with that with Lex Luthor if you just make it about a tech mogul who's vicious and stuff. I think people would be somewhat interested in that. Might it definitely won't make as nearly as much money as this because Joker's probably the most famous DC villain. Well, and and they would later go on to attempt this last year, I believe, with uh, Black Adam. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and, and we and we know how that turned out. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know if he was even supposed to be a villain in the movie. I don't know. It's so weird. Um, yeah, I mean, Joker's. I would argue Joker's the most famous comic book villain. Um, I mean, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. I mean, you hey, could I mean, maybe do like a Magneto movie. I just don't know how. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of been already, so...
1: First Class is a a, a Magneto movie, mostly, so...
0: Yeah. um, And Joker, there's so many versions of him. I mean, this is... He's different than the Jack Nicholson... I mean, the Jack Nicholson version is different than the Heath Ledger version, which is different than the Jared Leto version, which is different than the... Thank God! Which is different than the Joaquin Phoenix version. Um, So there's a lot of versions of the same character, which is interesting. Although... I think the director of Blue Beetle approached DC and was like, "Hey, I have an idea about a Bane movie," and DC said, "We want Blue Beetle," and uh, I think Blue Beetle looks cool. The account mm-hmm. uh, by by all the news coming out about the early ticket sales, uh, DC may have chose wrong on that one. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not projected to do very well, but I hope it does. It looks good, but and sure. I like. Uh, Oh well, we'll we'll see. We'll see.
1: It's funny you mentioned uh Jared Leto because I have a distinct memory about reading an article where he was attempting to get this movie canceled because <laughs> as you all know at the time this was still in the midst of the DCEU though at, and he was expected to have appeared in multiple movies. Um I forget to the, the full extent of how and how long he was going to be in it, but clearly he was pro- promised more than one appearance. To, to be feeling to, to be as angry as he was and so when this movie came out and it wasn't even connected to the DCEU, this caused a, this this caused uh, some controversy within the DCEU fan base but definitely m- made Jared Leto angry <laughs> which is, and this is though no, to be and ultimately I can understand why you would have a problem with you portraying one version of a character while another guy is portraying a different version. But at the same time, look at look at this movie and look at yours.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean Oops. this this Joker would not work in a Suicide Squad type setting. Like, no, Batman would just have no problem dispatching of this joke. Not that he shouldn't have with uh, Jared Leto's Joker either, but uh, I mean this Joker. It, I don't know. I mean, when this came out, I was trying to figure out like who. I, I knew this wasn't a prequel. And I'm like, if this were, which Joker could this guy turn into? And it's like, none of them. Like, he's he's just his own thing. And I don't know if there's... I mean, I remember they said this is going to be a one and done, and that's it. And then when a movie makes a billion dollars, they tend to be like, Oh, you know what? Never mind. We're going to make more until there's no more money left to be made. So
1: it doesn't even have to. It doesn't even have to make a billion. Yeah. The direct, Uh, j- jumping ahead just really quickly, the director of this, Todd Phillips. Um, uh, this is this is exactly what happened to him in two thousand nine, The Hangover. And then The Hangover Part Two. Yeah. And then The Hangover Part Three. <laughs> so <laughs> when something works, Hollywood is just like, make more of it, please.
0: Pretty much. I mean. I, I always point to, like, Transformers. You can see each movie... It started off super high, and each movie just gets gradually lower and lower until they're like, all right, let's reboot it. So, um, But yeah, then they're, they're doing the sequel. Uh, I don't know if Batman's going to be in it. I don't... I mean, if the sequel does well, I, I mean, at, at some point, you got to have them face Batman, you would think. Um, I mean, the sequel, though, is... Not to jump to a movie that's not out yet. All accounts is that it's a musical. I suspect it's a musical in that it's all in the Joker's mind because people in Gotham don't just start randomly singing. But, um, I mean, you got Lady Gaga who sings, so I, I guess it's going to be... It's, it's different. I'll, you know, I'll reserve I am, judgment.
1: <laughs> I am scared but intrigued about that sequel.
0: Same. Same. I'm not one for... Musicals, I just furthering the plot with song just doesn't do it for me. But if it's all in his mind, much like we saw in this movie, I I might be able to be okay with it. We'll see how they do it.
1: Um, yeah, it well, the Joker is a song and dance type of character, so that's I true. just wanted. So he's so if they're gonna do this, I need them to go. I need I need them to go all the way with it. I don't want them holding back or nothing. Just If you're going to go crazy, go crazy and just make sure I'm having fun while you're doing it.
0: Well, the uh, speaking – well, we haven't dove into the other numbers. Critics, 69% and fans, 88%. Critics. Really? I thought they'd like this more, but I guess – I guess – I don't know. Critics are weird. It's like – I don't know.
1: I think, well, I think one of the things the critics uh, had a problem with were some of the movies that were inspired by it and how it's, and for the most part, it's similar to those. Um, for example, 1976's Taxi Driver and yeah. the, King, the King of Comedy, which came out in 1982. So I think that's probably where critics who, who more than likely have seen those two films saw this one and was like, yeah, you did something different with it, but this is still the basis for this but even if that's the case, as long as the movie is entertaining, I don't think that necessarily even really matters because it's if it's if it's entertaining and it's engaging and it makes sense or it doesn't make sense on purpose, which is the case for this film in a lot of instances. I don't think it being compared to anything else shouldn't mat shouldn't really matter as long as it holds up on its own.
0: I could see this as. Like a lot of the critics who just like dismiss anything superhero related and they may have been like a superhero movie trying to be serious and dramatic like ugh, I just don't know what to think of that, so I don't know but i I do believe speaking of I think let me double check I um I believe this is the first Oscar... The first... um, Oh, no, wait. That was the other joke. (laughs) Um, I guess this would make the second um, Oscar that a movie has won. um, A major Oscar. Not, like, Best Sound Editing or, you know, Best uh, Costume Design, but, like, a major award. And uh, the Jokers have both won, so uh, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor in uh, the uh, the Oscars that year. So that's good. <laughs>
1: absolutely, absolutely deserved. Yeah,
0: and you can't say you know it's like a uh, like oh Heath Ledger only got it because he died, and, but this one can't say that about. And I do love that like just. Being cast as Joker is pretty much gets you into Oscar consideration, so good luck to the who the whoever the guy was they had in uh, the Batman. I forget. I think he was in Eternals too. I don't remember. Anyway, let's I'm dive not- into the rest of the cast. Uh, we have Hero Cast alum from Deadpool 2, Zazie Beats as Sophie Drum Dumond. Dumond. Sophie, the neighbor.
1: <laughs> yep, she was a limited role, but very good in this movie.
0: Yeah, I'll admit it. Uh, when I was watching the movie, they were kind of losing me. I'm like, "There's no way this girl that he just met would be into him," and I can't believe I bit on it. And I admit it, they got me. Um, I think
1: I started. I think I started to believe it um, when I saw them walking around in town again. I was like. Well, how could? Can... It's like okay, so I guess I guess she just likes uh, uh, guys who are a little awkward or something. That's, some some women are quirky like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was confused when he went and kissed her. I was just like, huh, I don't know. And then like she kept hanging out with them, and she showed up at his com And I thought with with her at the comedy show, I'm like, okay, they're seen in public together. I guess it's true. And then when they do the big reveal I was like, "Okay, that was that was really well done," I must say. Um, and yes, the uh, other Joker, Barry Kogan was Druig in uh, the Eternals, so get the Oscar buzz going for him whenever that he comes out. Um, but yeah, she uh, she did good. She tricked me, so that's always, you know. Um Let's see, we have Francis Conroy as Penny Fleck, Arthur's mom. Not a whole lot, but I I did enjoy um, that you... I mean, she, it's, it's clearly they have a weird relationship. Um, Extremely weird. But it's like, okay, it's not... I mean, she's just old, not that intelligent... Um, you know, had a hard life, but then you dive into the backstory and it's like, oh, she has all these sup- really bad mental issues, and uh, made the character way more interesting, I think, um, especially after she dropped the big bombshell of what she believed to be uh, the truth. And uh, a name that, I mean, I knew he was gonna be on the hero cast, but a name that, uh. I just I never before this movie came out I never thought this guy would ever appear in a superhero movie. Robert De Niro as Murray Franklin. <laughs> the uh Johnny Carson of Gotham City, I suppose. Um But he was great. I mean, he you mentioned uh Kings at comedy, kind of uh borrowed from the character there, and you know, he told the cheesy jokes. But then when it got time to be serious, he was. He turned into a serious journalist, and then, uh, you know, it didn't end well for him. But, you know, Robert De Niro's used to being shot, so it's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not, not a lot to say about his performance. Definitely played his part well, and then some.
0: And our main event, Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck, the Joker, I mean I you know what do you I don't even know what you even say it's um like from the opening scene it's just like I don't know it's like perfection the entire way it's uh it's it's like a a car crash it's like you 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 don't want to look away and you can't look away and just everything he does is so intentional. And it's just, it adds to, I would say, it ups the fact that there's something wrong with this guy. You kind of want to root for him. But there's also, like, you wouldn't be friends with him. He he just portrays all these things. And it's just really, really well done. Like, mm, probably the best acting job on the, the podcast. I mean... Heath Heath Ledger's was good, obviously iconic. Um, he played a different type of Joker. Joaquin didn't do any action scenes, so you know a little bit different. So hard to compare, but really, really good. Well deserved Oscar.
1: The the thing that sold me on his performance in this film is the laughing scene, and and I'll and I'll just wait for. The, the initial laughing scene, I'll, I'll say. And I'll just wait for the... I'll, I'll just wait for us to get into it to really draw my attention to that, because, man... <sighs> I was... Yeah. <laughs> the one...
0: I, I Though there's a several of them, I wanted to throw this out there. One, This was the uh, Oscar that, when Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar, he gave a anti-milk speech <laughs> at the Oscars. I remember that watching it. Like, what in the hell is this guy talking about? Like, it's, I mean, it's like, okay, you're against, you know, you, you want to be a vegan, fine. But he's just zeroed in on milk. I'm like, milk? Really? Like, that's what you're going with. Milk. <laughs> so weird. Um, but yeah, that's Hollywood. <laughs> um, I happen to love milk. I drink it every morning with my cereal. So, um, Well, let's get into the plot. It says uh, we open with some old-school-looking credits, which was uh, a nice touch. This movie takes place. I don't think they give a year, but it's clearly the 80s. Absolutely. And there's a garbage strike. Um, there's a uh, super rat's. Um, then we meet Arthur Fleck. He's a professional sign twirler, which uh, actually, I I wrote that, but he's really just a clown for hire, and this going the store that was having a sale hired him to twirl a sign. But uh, right away, this is what I was talking about, the very first scene when he's painting his face, which by the way, this movie inspired way more memes and gifs than any movie we've done. So the whole painting your face, you know, like, oh, this guy posted something stupid. Look, he's looking at him getting ready for the day. He's painting his face like a clown. But right away when he's painting his face, you just see like these like there's there's pain behind those eyes type of look.
1: Absolutely. The way he had the way he pulled his own face to force a smile just really shows that anything, any type of fake happiness is just pain Mm -hmm. for him
0: Oh, he's twirling the sign he seems like he's having fun but some teens steal the sign beat him up and uh arthur visits his social worker we see he keeps a journal they kind of look over it a little bit he's a troubled person you know the typical stuff uh you know uh, a very unhappy depressed person would keep in their journal and he says he has this disorder which causes him to have random laughing outbursts, and wants to pursue a career in stand-up comedy. I do love that he, when he does that, he hands a card to people like, "Oh, pardon me, I'm have this disease. Please hand me my card back."
1: <laughs> yeah, For, speaking like right in off the right off the bat when he's in the therapist's office he's laughing and he is clearly not not uh, laughing because he thinks something is funny. Laughing is showcased as really, really, really painful for him. And it's and that was it was that performance and that scene alone from Joaquin Phoenix that really sold me on this I knew I already knew this movie was gonna be good for just from the trailers, but watching that scene take place and then just the subtle like the fact that one, he's a clown And an aspiring comedian and laughing is painful. That's, uh, again, just speaks to his overall life here. And then the visuals in this movie, that's within the first couple of minutes, really stand out and are just so much more engaging than a lot of the other movies, particularly the superhero movies that we get uh, coming out around these times. Because, while the MCU can produce some great looking movies. Most of the time, they keep everything kind of static. And so it's the same. So it's easier to color correct and do all these things. But I appreciate movies like this and what the DC was doing in general with the more uh, inspired and cinema focused style of filmmaking, where you could tell that this type of angle was something they were looking forward to getting or there was a plan that was thoroughly carried out from beginning to end. And I can go on and on about the cinematography in this movie. It's one of my, it's one of the, the best looking movies in all of DC.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely is, and it captures that '80s vibe. And a couple things you mentioned the trailer. I was excited. This not often does like a trailer get me super excited, but this one did. And the laughing, the one that the one that I loved the most is when he's about to go talk to his boss, and his coworker tells a joke about, uh, because there's like a little person that works in their office and they're like, hey, do they call it, do you guys call it mini golf or is it just golf to you people? And he's like laughing at his big, annoying, fake laugh. And then as he's walking to his boss, he just stops cold turkey. And it's like, I love that scene. That was, I love, that was probably my favorite of his fake laughs. <laughs> um, which actually is right now, um, he, uh, oh, actually, uh, jumped ahead, sorry. Uh, Arthur, a little bit about him, he lives with his mom, who is, uh, I guess she's sick, mostly bedridden. They both love watching this late-night talk show host, Murray Franklin, who's actually really not funny at all. But, uh, like, yeah, hey, you hear about these super rats? The mayor proposed super cats, eh, about it.
1: Sucks. What's the, what's the deal with air, airplane food? <laughs> like, like, this dude has
0: the gall to make fun of uh, Arthur's stand-up. It's like yours is pretty bad too, Murray. Uh, anyway, so while watching this, Arthur has this daydream where he pretends he's in the audience, and he gets called out. And he's like, "Oh my! I live with my mom, and she says I bring happiness to the world." And everybody laughs at him. And Murray's like, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, he's like, oh, he takes care of his mom, right? And then everybody cheers and he turns he turns the crowd on him. And then Murray's like, oh, come on down here. Let's hug. And he's like, oh, and then Murray sends it to commercial. And he's like, oh, you know, I have a 30-year career in comedy, but I'd give it all up to have a son like you. And then uh, Murray kind of wakes up and realizes it wasn't real. Yeah. just goes to show that's what he really wants in life is just someone to say something nice about all of his hard work.
1: <laughs> yeah there was that's that scene was real it was it was interesting and sad at the same time, but I think it's also implied that him and his mother sleep in the same bed.
0: <laughs> they do more than that. <laughs> oh no uh next day at work, one of Arthur's coworkers gives him a gun for protection. This is where he did the laughing stuff. The boss calls him in, and on the way, he did the laugh stop. Uh, He tells him, return the sign, or he takes it out of his paycheck. It's like, it's a sign, dude. How much could it cost? Granted, it was made of wood, which is a weird thing, but it's like couldn't just put it on paper.
1: (laughs) You're clearly going out of business for a reason. You don't make good decisions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, like you hired a clown to lure people into your store. Uh, so, on his way home, he meets Sophie and her daughter, and he make they talk about the elevator being slow, although well Arthur doesn't speak at all, and he finally works up his courage and he does like the whole gun to your head suicide joke gesture, and she kind of gives the reaction like <laughs> yeah, all right, and then Arthur believes he probably killed it, like yep, nailed that <laughs> nailed that one. <laughs> Um, that's uh, not a great first impression, guys. If you're trying to meet a girl, don't uh, make a suicide joke. Uh, this is uh, a <laughs> this was the scene I mentioned just a moment ago. We learned that uh, Arthur bathes his mother, which is uh something I would never do, even if she yeah. were sick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Somebody else can do that. Absolutely not.
0: Yep, we will hire is, a home health care worker.
1: This is where she. This is where I really just realized the full extent of how much his life sucks. He's the, one. He's clearly lying about. Hey, everybody says my stand-up's ready for all the big clubs, and his mother just nail in the coffin. It's like, well, I don't get it. Don't you have to be funny to be a comedian?
0: Yeah, Jesus, guy. <laughs> It's uh, it's not a great relationship. It's uh, very toxic, even though they're close. It's, uh, it's weird, but that's, yeah. So the next day, Arthur stalks Sophie. Not a great move, guys.
1: <laughs> Please don't.
0: <laughs> and then he tells her that uh, he does stand-up and invites her to a comedy show, which she accepts. So that's, okay. I was still on board, like, yeah, maybe she's just being nice and maybe her baby daddy was a jerk and she's like, oh, maybe this guy's okay.
2: Maybe he really yeah. is funny.
0: I don't know. Uh, the next day yeah. Arthur gets fired because he brought a gun to a children's hospital. I did love when it spilled out and he just does the shush
1: thing. There are so many things.
0: <laughs> like I... everybody's cheering and clapping and then the gun pulls the controls and he's like and he still stays in character like, oops! Shh!
1: But, but, like, he, the guy gave you that for protection. Did you think you needed protection at a children's hospital?
0: <laughs> I, like thought, I thought that, too.
1: Like, on so many, even even accounting for the fact that the guy clearly uh, ratted you out the first chance he got to to get to keep a smoke off his back, you brought a gun to a children's hospital.
0: Yeah. And, look, I don't know what the gun laws were in the 80s, but uh, I can guarantee you today arthur uh i would hope this is the case arthur would not be allowed to own a gun well purchase one in a store i should say you would think um no yeah, but i mean i don't know that's you would hope that's the case but uh, i don't know about the 80s but uh no he shouldn't uh have one I I did notice, as he was fired, he was in a payphone. Get an Easter egg of the Super Rat. (laughs) So, there you go. On the way home, Arthur finds a woman on the subway being harassed by these three young, I don't know, Wall Street-type guys. Um, They start harassing him, because he starts laughing, and they're like, oh, what's so funny, clown? He goes to pull out his card, and they just swat it away. And he pulls out his... Oh, go ahead.
1: I was, I was. They don't, they don't, this is the only part of the movie I was just like, what in the world is this? They start singing, "Send in the clown."
2: Well,
0: they were, uh, they might have been a little <laughs> drunk after a hard day's work, but yeah, he pulls out a gun and kills two of them, and chases down the third and kills him. So, you could have maybe claimed self-defense on those first two, but the, <laughs> the last guy, not so much.
1: Honestly from how we saw it, you couldn't even do that because the first guy gets hit. It's like, okay, he's dead. The second guy backs up. <laughs> and so, and then Arthur just lets him loose. But that third guy's clearly running away. gets shot in the butt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, um, if this did go to trial, even if he stopped at one, those guys, lawyers would crush Arthur's public defender that he would be assigned. So there's that. Um, And then, uh, Arthur gets to Sophie's apartment, and he, uh, kisses her and apparently makes love to her. Which that was, I was like, I was like, movie, you're losing me. That wouldn't happen. And, uh, I got duped. Can't believe it.
1: (laughs) I I, I, I just assumed that he was uh, dreaming or something at that point. I was like, there's no way you just did that.
0: Well, the next day, Arthur appears to have a new attitude. He's more cocky and brash. You also see Thomas Wayne on the TV talking about the murder – the murders. They were three Wayne investment bankers, and Arthur meets with the social worker. She informs him this office is closing, and uh, he's, like, worried about where he's going to get his meds. She doesn't really have an answer, which leads me to believe he doesn't get his meds anymore.
1: Oh, absolutely he doesn't. And really quickly – just to talk about Thomas Wayne for a little second cuz he is not in this movie for very long but he might be the most hateable Thomas Wayne I think I've ever seen like he's the of all the ones who've, who've been adapted and showcased on screen he's the worst just just off of the sheer fact of the stuff he says to the public
0: yeah i mean he he, he i mean they talked about how he's going to be running for for mayor I liked it because... I mean, it was supposed to actually be Alex Baldwin who's going to play him, which I think he would have done well um, scheduling conflict. But uh, I I liked this Thomas Wayne because I always thought in the other ones, like, he was like uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. He was this hero to everybody, and everybody loved him. Which, I mean, it's not impossible for a billionaire to be adored and loved by everyone. I mean, before he bought Twitter, that was Elon Musk. So, it's not impossible, but it's unlikely. Whereas this one, he does come off as more of like a politician. Um, you know, just a, a business guy who's going to run for mayor, like a Bloomberg type. Um, which I think works for this style of movie. I don't think he should be like extremely popular, and he should badmouth the rioters and, you know, all the people like that. Later that night, Arthur tries out for open mic night in Comedy Club, and it goes quite poorly. <laughs> so he's up there. he's First, he starts laughing, just busts out laughing before he can even tell a joke. And then, of course, there's the meme of him just standing up there. You just post after a, someone tells a bad joke on on X or Facebook, the Arthur stand up meme. So he tells like one joke, it's like um he's like, My mom said I um uh, need to go to school and pay attention so I can work. And I said, I'm not gonna work. I'm gonna be a comedian Crickets. <laughs> um but he envisions people enjoying it including Sophie so
1: there's that this is cute this cues another that so, that song that was in the first teaser trailer uh smile i forget by who and he's just he's just having a good date with uh Sophie and he sees the advertisement for um or not the advertisement but the warning about the killer clown and then Sophie says hey he's a hero unless rich jerk Three less rick's jerks in Gotham City. Which yeah. is point very pointed language <laughs> for people you didn't know, but okay.
0: I loved the uh, police sketch artist look like Pennywise. <laughs> With his <Absolutely>. big fangs. <laughs> uh, well, later that evening, Arthur finds this letter that his mom wrote to Thomas Wayne. And it's about Arthur being his son. So... Basically, uh, Penny used to work at Wayne Manor as a a maid, and she's saying that her and Thomas Wayne had an affair, and Arthur was born as a result of that affair. So they have a shouting match over that. Arthur makes his way to Wayne Manor, finds a young Bruce Wayne playing outside, and in the creepiest way possible does a clown routine for him. (laughs) Uh, And then some guy, maybe Alfred, I don't know, Comes up, puts a stop to this, and uh, Arthur's like, "Oh, my mom used to work here, Penny Fleck." And Alfred is like, "Oh, I knew her. She was uh, a sick woman and very delusional." And then Arthur attacks Alfred and then runs off. And then when he gets home, his mom is being rushed to the hospital.
1: So yeah, <laughs> quite
0: quite a lot there. I know a lot of people were always like, "Oh, Alf, uh, Arthur's probably you know late." late 30s if we're being generous and you know bruce wayne is probably 10 or 12 so how's he gonna fight him it's like who who knows it's a movie
1: well well, clearly he's not
0: yeah maybe maybe the sequel i don't know or else joker will just be like a 50 year old villain i don't know
1: yeah 50 year old joker versus 18 year old batman (laughs) the thing that got me the most in this sequence is just This is the main question I had to ask because I didn't believe it at first until I saw them both in the room. He's like, okay, I think you got the same eye color and your noses look kind of similar. But that doesn't automatically mean you're related. But a rich guy like that, who's as big of a jerk as him would never admit to that. So I'm going to ask you right now. Do you think that that was just delusion or was it a cover up?
0: Yeah, I think it was delusion.
1: My opinion changes sometimes with that one, well yeah he he's
0: like playing with Bruce's face and like and looking at it and everything like um so I had a thought just now, I could see Joker two end if they decide they're not gonna do a third one, like we're definitely not if they decided. I could see Joker two end with just like Joker doing something and Like, you see a guy dressed in black just kill Joker. And it's, like, the end of the Joker movie, not trilogy, well, I don't know, movie pair. And we, there's no big battle, it's just, we know who that was type of deal. That was my thought. (laughs)
1: Definitely Uh, they can go that route.
0: But yeah, here's where we, this is why I thought it was a, um... It was delusional. So Arthur runs, or um, actually, sorry, I jumped ahead again. At the hospital, the police question Arthur about the murders, so they're on to him. I mean, I don't think he covered his tracks too well. So, um, but he did not really give him much. He's like, "Oh, it wasn't. there's was a prop gun at the hospital. That was that was fake." And he visits his mom. Sophie's there too. She gets him a cup of coffee. And at the hospital, he's watching Murray Franklin. And, uh, they show a video, I guess this would be like the equivalent of a, a viral meme back in the eighties. He's like, yeah, someone recorded this and check this out. It's a stand-up comedian and it's footage of Arthur doing standup. And Arthur of course does the whole, well, they said I couldn't be a comedian. Well, who's, well, no one's laughing now. And he's like, well, that's for sure, pal. And everybody laughs. And uh, Arthur's very hurt by this. His hero just made fun of him. But uh, later on in the news, there's a clown movement of sorts. It's the people who feel underappreciated and underrepresented in Gotham. They're dressing like clowns, mimicking the, you know, Joker from... uh, the, The killer clown from the subway. And it's like a symbol now. So... Later at the theater, Arthur confronts Thomas Wayne in the bathroom. This is where I was uh, on Thomas Wayne's side. Um, Thomas is like, "No, I'm not your dad. You were adopted. She your mom adopted you when you when she worked for us and you were com- uh, she was committed to an asylum." Arthur then does his laughing thing and then Thomas just punches him and says, "Touch my son again and I'll kill you." <laughs> Can't fault Thomas for that one. That's a uh, you know, pretty creepy. So, meanwhile, police are still wanting to talk to Arthur. Uh, but also, the Murray Franklin show called. They got a lot of feedback on the clip, and they wanted to invite him on, and he accepts.
1: Such nice people, the Murray Franklin show crew.
0: I know. It's like a web redemption from Tosh Tosh.0. Oh. <laughs> so, Arthur goes to the Arkham Hospital... This is where I believed that uh, Penny was delusional. He wants to see the file for his mom. Clerk pulls the file. She has delusional psychosis and narcissistic personality disorder. And she was guilty of endangering her child, which was Arthur. And he steals the file. confirms everything, including the adoption. And we cut back to her therapy where we learn that one of Penny's old ex-boyfriends abused her and him said they tied Arthur to a radiator in an abandoned apartment and he was found beaten and malnourished.
1: Woo! Which explains why he looks the way he looks, honestly.
0: Yeah, he lost, like, uh, he being um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, lost, like, 55 pounds for this role. But he was already skinny, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, Arthur goes to visit Sophie... And this is where we get our big fight, fight club twist. Arthur and Sophie were never together. Their only interaction was really just the elevator finger gun thing. She, like, kind of knew his name, and she's like, you need to leave this apartment. And he's like, I've had a really bad day. And Arthur then goes to the hospital, tells his mom he's never been happy once in his life, and he thought his whole life was a tragedy, but now he knows it's a comedy, and then he kills her by smothering her with a pillow. R.I.P. to a real one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't shocked at all when that happened.
0: No. That was. That was something. So the next day, Arthur practices his set on Murray Franklin. He rehearses a joke where he pretends to shoot himself. So we kind of see what's funny to him. And, uh,. Then he dyes his hair green, paints his face. He's almost there, but there's a knock at the door. And it's the old co-worker that gave him the gun, plus his little person friend. And he's worried that Arthur... He, he, he pretty much knows Arthur's the killer.
2: <laughs>
0: um, clown outfit, had a gun. You know, you figure it out. And Because, <laughs> well, also the police have been poking around their business, so he knows Arthur did it. And he's like, hey, you know, just need to get our story straight on where you got that gun. And then Joker, sorry, Arthur, just grabs a pair of scissors and just stabs him in the neck.
1: <laughs> and stabs him in the eye. Yeah. And drags his head over to the wall. And, and slams makes it. A, makes a Pollock painting out of it.
0: Yeah, just violently kills him as the little person's just, like, screaming in terror <laughs> this is going on. And uh, I did... This is how this was such a good dark comedy moment. He's like, go on, you can leave, just don't look at it, just walk on by, and then as he's walking by, he's just like, Ugh, and scares him, and then we get another funny moment, because Arthur had <laughs> locked them in,
2: and he, can, he
0: can't reach the chain lock on the door. And Arthur's like, laughs, and then lets him out, and then the guy just I, runs
1: off. <laughs> I thought for sure he was dead. I thought he did that on purpose, and then he was about to just, hey, what's one more body? But then he says the, the thing, you were the only one who was ever nice to me.
0: Yeah, Arthur liked him. Then he is no longer Arthur. He has suited up, and he has now become the Joker. Of course, we get the famous dancing on the step scene to the, uh, I don't remember what the name of the song is. It's the, played at basketball games all the time.
1: The, is, it the, is this, it's not called the Hey Song, is it? Maybe it's Hey! Hey! Yeah. Yeah, that one.
0: That's the one. Which I forgot that it ends abruptly when the two detectives see him, and they're like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> Just dancing on the steps. Um, and they chase him down. That's where Arthur gets hit by a car. Another meme. And he goes down to the subway. They lose him because there's a rally of clowns going downtown, and they can't find him. Joker actually... Causes a fight on the train, and one of the cops shoots someone, maybe on purpose, I don't know. <laughs> kind of looked like it, but then he looks surprised that he did it. Uh, either way, the protesters jump them and uh, beat them down. They end up in critical condition, as we learn later. Uh, Joker then heads to the Murray Franklin show, and Murray's producer looks at him, and he's like, What does this look? And he's like, it's Because of the protest? And Murray's like, Ah, oh, it's okay, we'll roll with it. And Arthur has one last request. Can you introduce me as Joker? Because that's what he called him when he made fun of him. He said, look at this Joker. That's the name. So Murray brings out Joker. He says, look, this isn't political. I'm not political. I'm not doing this to start a movement. I just want to make people laugh. So he's like, you want to hear a joke, Murray? And Murray's like, all right. And I loved that where he looks in his book and he takes forever and he's like, you know, we got all night. It's okay. And Joker says, knock, knock. I liked when Murray's like, you needed to look that one up. (laughs) Maybe the funniest joke Murray told.
1: (laughs) He is just laying into this guy.
0: Yeah. Well, and then he's like, knock, knock. And Murray says, who's there? And Joker says, It's the police, ma'am. Your son's been hit by a drunk driver. He's dead. <laughs> Nobody finds that funny. We did get the sad trombone sound, which was yeah. really funny. <laughs> I loved that. And the the person that was the guest that was out there first was like, You can't say that and Murray's like, Yeah, that's 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 not come on now, that's not funny. And then he's like, Oh, well, um, then Joker confesses to murdering the three stockbrokers or bankers or whatever they were and murray's like you're, you're serious you really did this and he's like yes and he's like and you're laughing you're laughing about it he's like you keep in killing those guys was funny another meme joker says i do and i'm tired of pretending it's not
2: <laughs>
0: and then joker makes this big long speech he's like you only cared about these three people because thomas wayne was on tv crying about them if that was me you'd walk right over me and Murray's like, oh, I can't even stand this anymore. This self-pity. We're going to break. And Murray's like, you know, or sorry, Joker's like, well, you want another joke? And Murray's like, no, I think we've had about enough of you and your jokes. And he's like, what do you get when you cross a, uh, and he gives
1: us really long, mental. yeah, mental. I, 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 I can do the bit if you want. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash? I'll tell you what you get. You get what you fucking deserve.
0: Bang. Shoots Murray right in the head. Yet another meme, that you get what you deserve. And, uh, yeah, we cut to the news. Like, all the stations are reporting on it. Um, Murray Franklin, talk show host, murdered on TV. Can you imagine how many YouTube hits that would be if that existed if that happened in the 80s that would be all over YouTube if it Absolutely. ever aired I don't know they usually tape those earlier <laughs> Um Well of course he gets arrested <laughs> So um <laughs> on the way to prison I kind of like this we got we we've we've seen how both Joaquin Phoenix and uh Heath Ledger ride in the police car as Joker And uh, Heath has his head out the window like a dog and just taking it all in. And Joker, meanwhile, there's a riot, full-on riot. All the clowns burning up the city. And Joker's just really pleased with himself, even though he claimed he wasn't starting a movement. He totally was. Um, But then the car he's riding in gets totaled, hits by an ambulance, which was driven by some other protesters. And they pull him out. They give him the old "don't drop him, he's a hero" type of treatment. <laughs> um, they hoist him up on a car, and he's the hero to all these all these people. So he's finally finally feels wanted. And elsewhere, Ooh. the Wayne <laughs> the Wains leave a theater. They went and saw Zorro the Gay Blade, which uh, did a couple of Zorro movies on here. Not missed the Gay Blade, unfortunately. It's a great name though. But they are gunned down by a protester, so kind of similar to uh, the Bat- uh, the original Batman movie when he was killed by Joker, Ever Dance with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight, whereas in the others it's just some random dude, um, oh gosh, what was his name, um, Frost or something like that, Freeze, something, I don't know, or Chill, Joe Chill, that was it. Yeah, I I knew I'd figure it
1: out. So, honestly, at the time, initially I was kind of upset because this marked, what, the fourth time we've seen the Waynes get shot in this alley and the pearls (laughs) break. and, and, And he died. And... Thomas dies and Martha dies and I die a little bit. Inside. What is that? What's
0: that called in uh, the the Doctor Strange What If episode? The absolute point in the universe that cannot ever <laughs> be broken. Yeah. Switch over
1: to Spider Verse to call it a canon event.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just they will always die in that alley no matter what. If they see a theater play like in Dark Knight trilogy or the Zoro or whatever, doesn't matter. They're always gonna die.
1: But I will say this. This is the movie that made their deaths the most, that make the most sense. In previous movies, they were trying to rush to get home and Thomas Wayne has the brilliant idea of cutting through the alley to uh, get somewhere quicker. However, in this movie, there's a there's a god dang riot throughout the city. And so Thomas Wayne is like, if I take my family out through the city, they're probably going to kill us. Let's, let's cut through this alley, we'll, we'll meet Alfred somewhere else and we'll get home. At least... Now, granted, the most logical thing would have just been to stay in the damn movie theater, but hey, at least it, it at least makes more sense than all the other Thomas Waynes. So he yeah. gets the so, so he gets the smartest Thomas Wayne to die trophy, whatever that's worth.
0: <laughs> or the other one where uh, Bruce was afraid of the bats in the theater, which is I did, I always thought that was weird. Like it's a play, kid. Why are you scared? <laughs> um. So yeah, they're gunned down, and then I like that it was not the Joker, but just a Joker rioter that did it. Um, So I guess Batman was born there. Uh, cut to a mental hospital. Joker, well, he's back to Arthur. He's laughing. The therapist asks, what's so funny? He says, I was just thinking of a joke. She asks him to tell it. And he's like, you'll just, you'll, you'll, you won't, you'll never get it. Then, uh, this part I thought was in his mind. He walk, he leaves the room with like bloody footprints all over up the aisle, implying that he killed his therapist, uh, when he was handcuffed. And I don't think he was handcuffed when he left. And then he runs down one aisle and then stops and then runs down another, like a Scooby-Doo chase scene. That's where I thought I'm like, this is in his head. He is still sitting in that therapy office. He's envisioning killing her but he didn't. What say you? Did he kill her?
1: Yeah, I definitely thought he killed her.
0: Okay. I thought it was in his head, but we'll never know. Roll credits, so I mean I guess uh they might mention in the sequel it's like, Oh, you kill you've you've had uh two you've killed a previous therapist and maybe, I don't know. Just a thought. Um, yeah, so that was Joker. Our first, well, sorry, second uh, villain movie. And uh, if we can make it till next year this time, we will also do Joker Fully adieu. If that's the name of it, I don't know. I don't speak French, but I think that's it. Um, <laughs> depends how long this strike goes. <laughs> The garbage men in Hollywood, and they're just, they can't stop striking. Can't reach a deal. Anyway, uh, what are we giving Joker?
1: Ten out of ten, and I don't have much (laughs) else to say about it. Um, I never told you this, but when I review these movies, I have have two different colored pens. A blue pen, and then a red pen. The blue pen is for everything I like. The red pen is for everything I dislike. I have two. I have about four pages worth of things written down on here. Actually, no, six. I got two. I got two things written in red, and they're very small. This movie is amazing. The cinematography fantastic. The acting was great. The music was interesting, and it, it fit each scene. There's nothing. There's nothing I dislike about this movie. If people who've seen Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy have problems with it, I understand because I've seen projects copy other projects before. But I think it also depends on what you can bring to it that changes a perspective or makes it a little bit more interesting, because we've seen plenty of hero's journey movies over and over again. But you can you can make comparisons like, for example, Iron Man and Doctor Strange on paper are basically the same movie. But how they go about telling their lessons and the impact on the characters is entire and the lessons they have to learn are entirely different. And so looking at Joker as a as a fil- as a film in and of itself, devoid of anything I know about Batman lore. It's a fantastic movie that tells a st- different story than I've been seeing at the time involving this character. And there were subtle references to a lot of the stuff of Joker and Batman lore, obviously, with the Wayne's getting killed and everything. But, yeah. A great movie. I, I have I had fun rewatching it, and I'll definitely rewatch it uh, probably sometime in October.
0: Yeah, I go ten as well. This was really stellar. I, I, like you said, I I can't nitpick anything. Like everything, I I love. I get why some people don't like it because the subject matter is kind of heavy. So maybe that's not for you. What I like is that, you know, if this movie, if he, um, if it was called Arthur Fleck. And instead of Thomas Wayne, it was like Wayne Thompson. And instead of saying, call me Joker, you know, he just dressed like a clown and didn't say that. This wouldn't even be like a superhero movie. It's like, it's just a couple minor tweaks. And this could just be like a movie about a guy's descent into madness. But they decided, you know, this Joker character, you know, not a lot is known about him. You know, they made a point in the Dark Knight trilogy to talk about how no one knows, you know, the character's history. He gave multiple origin stories in that uh, movie, which I'm sure not about his scars, which I'm sure none were even true. Uh, So they made a point of like nothing about him is known. So it's like, well, let's let's do that. Let's try this. And. It worked, and like I said, this might be the only character that you could do that with, and ox, and produce like a movie of this high of quality. I don't know, a Bane movie would have been interesting because I like Bane a lot, but I I don't think you would have gotten anywhere near this. Um, so yeah, I'll go a ten of ten as well. But uh, next week we're sticking with DC, but we're uh, it's a bit it's a bit um, of a historic episode. It is the first movie that went straight to streaming. So no theaters, but uh I do do straight to streaming I've decided. But no no straight to DVD. That's there's like hundreds of movies. And I'm kind of excited because the DC movies they get a lot of not great reviews. Um but the DC animated movies people seem to really really love. So I will be jumping into that. So, Fire Up Max. And it is Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Ooh. Bloodline Story. Everybody loves that one. <laughs> if you're sick of it in WWE, you get it next week with me in Wonder Woman. So.
1: That... <laughs> I just caught that. Yeah,
0: that'll be next week. Um, kind of looking forward to it. I've only seen one. DC animated movie, and I really enjoyed it, so. Which one was that? I saw Superman Red Sun.
1: Oh, that was, that was really, yeah, I like that one too. Uh, there's a lot of good animated, uh, uh movies on there, so definitely, definitely look, give some other ones a watch, because they are, the, the bulk, the bulk of them are worth it. All
0: right, yeah, I've got, uh, let's see, well, I added a bunch because of, uh, I, ch- I changed the criteria so we could add some streaming um so I added Wonder Woman Bloodlines Red Sun uh, Dark Apocalypse War uh, Batman The Long Halloween but it had to debut on streaming it can't have been s- straight to DVD then streaming so that's my only criteria but those all fit, so yeah. Wonder Woman bloodlines next week on Max, um, and I will get out of here with a quote. I have, I, I say, I I say this one quite often, especially during uh, at least this baseball season with the Yankees, and usually during NFL season with the Titans and blue, pretty much any sport I watch, I have this quote. <clears throat> All I have are negative thoughts.
2: Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got to feel something right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. I'm wondering how i get down the stairs Clowns to the left of me Jokers to the right Here I am stuck in the middle with you Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you And I'm wondering what it is I should do It's so hard to keep the smile from my face Losing control, yeah, I'm all over the place Clowns to the left of me Jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle.